We're almost halfway through Lent, and I wanted to ask how your fasting is going. Have you given your sacrifice purpose yet? Today, St. Thomas Aquinas mentions St. Augustine, who speaks of four things being found in every sacrifice, which include a person to whom the offering is being made. In our case, it's probably Jesus, right? We're sacrificing for him so we can grow closer to him. One by whom it is made, which would be ourselves. The thing offered, so whatever it is that you've chosen, and those on whose behalf it is offered. I think that this final point is where so many people can get caught up in sacrifice, in fasting, where it's either, well, I'm giving it up for Jesus, that's whose behalf I'm giving it up on, or, oh, well, I'm sacrificing it for myself, for my relationship with Jesus. It can be so easy to introspect on that and say, oh, well, I'm giving up the sacrifice for me so that I can be closer to Jesus, so that Jesus can speak to me more clearly. I feel like for myself, it's very much been that way this Lent. I've felt a very strong calling to do what it is that I'm doing and discerned it for probably over a month to ensure that it is what the Lord was calling me to. And here I am thinking about this with St. Thomas's um, reflection here, referencing St. Augustine. And it's like, who whose behalf am I offering this uh, for? And so it's, it's leaving me with that question. And so I wanted to offer it to you as well. I know that some people probably struggle with prayer. You might be struggling with adding in more prayer to your life. You might be struggling with almsgiving, which is, you know, caring for the poor, for the needy, tithing, putting, you know, placing money where it is that needs to be. Or perhaps that's donating to a food pantry. Maybe it's getting rid of old toys, getting rid of old clothes, finding people who need these things, contacting a local pregnancy resource center and asking what it is that they need. Maybe you have something that they need. All these different things, right? Everybody's going to have something that comes a little bit easier to them in the fasting, prayer, and almsgiving worlds. Probably for me, prayer is the easiest. I feel like that's kind of a natural thing that I gravitate toward. Um, I, I sing the Hail Mary. There's a, a song, and I sing it to the babies all the time. It's Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of death. Amen. I sing that to them every time I'm bouncing them to sleep, putting them to sleep. I tend to lean towards songs that are sung at church or were sung in the church when I was growing up. All these different things, right? And so that is a very natural inclination for my heart because I'm musically inclined. My mom's a musician. I was classically trained on the piano. We sing, we dance, we just love the musical aspect of our lives. So that part I feel comes naturally. Almsgiving probably doesn't come as naturally to me. We 
did not volunteer in soup kitchens growing up. Um, we would tithe from my awareness. I remember putting, you know, money in the plate, the offering plate every Sunday, whether or not it was actually 10% or not, I don't know. Um, and, and so almsgiving though, actually helping the needy, helping the poor is something that doesn't come quite as naturally to me. And I hope to work on that through the years so I can cultivate that in my children. My husband, they would volunteer at soup kitchens more regularly or at Salvation Army and do those types of things. So I'm hoping that his influence can help there as well, right? We're a team and we each have our strengths. So, um, but, but fasting, the actual act of, of offering it up, right? That, that's what they say, um, keep calm and offer it up. I I saw recently on a t-shirt and offering it up, offering it on behalf of somebody else. Sacrifice, St. Augustine states, requires this in order for it to be a full sacrifice. So I just want to challenge you today to consider your sacrifice um, and, and try to make it not in vain. Try to not make it. I mean, obviously, I think I talked on the first or second day of this series about how when we sacrifice certain types of foods or anything like that, you don't want it to be, oh, well, I, I need to do this because it, it's causing me to have an upset stomach or, oh, I need to cut out coffee because it's making me feel jittery every day or, oh, I need to cut out all the sugar because I really need to lose is 10 pounds. Like that's not the premise of fasting during Lent. That's not what the intention and motive behind it. Um, that, that's not what you're called to, right? We're, we're called to do it out of a humble and contrite heart to, to appease the Lord. The, um, when he opens us up, St. Augustine says, every work done in order that we may, in a holy union, cleave to God is a true sacrifice. Every work that is to say related to that final good, whose possession alone can make us truly happy. And St. Thomas Aquinas says, a sacrifice, it's the opening line, a sacrifice properly so-called is something done to render to God the honor specially due to him in order to appease him. And I think a lot of people could also get hung up on that, you know, especially probably my Protestant mind is like, no, on the cross, he said, it is finished. There's no appeasing left to do. He loves us and welcomes us graciously with open arms. But I still do believe that we are called to allow God's grace to work through us and to um, to honor him with our lives. And that is pleasing to him, that appeases him, that we would say, what you did like, I am so unworthy of you going through what you did. I am so just thank you for that. And having that gratitude, having that awareness of what he went through was true suffering. It was a true sacrifice that he offered on behalf of us. So we can then take our sacrifices and offer them on behalf of somebody else. Christ died on the cross. He did a tangible sacrifice for the forgiveness of sins, for a supernatural spiritual grace. So when we fast, we can fast for the end to abortion. We can fast for, um, you know, pro-life laws, same thing. We can fast for our country, for the presidency. We can fast for whatever supernatural spiritual good that the Lord has laid on our hearts. There are countless that are here right now, right? It could be for a family member. It could be for a priest. It could be for a nun. It could be for the child you're sponsoring in Romania. It can be for anybody. You can offer your tangible physical suffering in your sacrifice for a supernatural spiritual good. 
And only the Lord can draw you to what that is, whose behalf your sacrifice is to be given. Who are you offering it up for? Who are you dedicating your pain and suffering to? Who are you letting that pain fuel your prayer? To have passion behind there, to say, oh, this, this, this piece that I'm fasting from right now, it's weighing on me. How can I take that? How can I offer it for the good of somebody? And I think even in just talking right now, I could like start crying. I think that my, oh my gosh, I'm so emotional lately. Um, (laughs) I think that who my sacrifice is is to be dedicated to is like so clear to me in this particular moment. Um, And I, like I said, I hadn't really thought about it, like reading this. Um, I'm, I'm sharing this with you very shortly after reading. And so I think it's very clear to me now who my sacrifice is for and, um, And so allow God to work through you in that way. Allow him to just humble your heart and just remember whatever you've done for the least of these, you have done for me, right? So who is the least of these? Who is it that you can either offer your services to or or offer that your sacrifice to? Because he wants you to and he will bring so many graces from that. That is what he promises. And I just hope that you're able to have self-realizations and epiphanies or whatever it is that you want to call them um, as the Lord places them on your heart. And I'm happy that you're here with me today. Thank you for being such a part of my life. I'm glad that I can be a small part of your life as well. And I just pray that this Lenten season continues to aid in your holiness and growth toward the Lord. God bless you. And I will talk with you again tomorrow.